Let's continue with our to begun some weeks ago. This is part five of faith for receiving God's promises. Of course, next week, because of our giving of the Feast of Tabernacles, fast fruit offering, I'll, I'll, I know I'll go in a different direction. But this is not a conclusion. You'll never exhaust faith because you are supposed to live by faith. They just live by faith. You can never exhaust the, the subject of faith. And listen to this. Every time you hear the word of God, faith is coming. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In 2 Peter, our text has been 2 Peter. Our main text has been 2 Peter 1, 2 to 4. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That is, itself is a mouthful. Grace and peace is multiplied in the knowledge, revelation knowledge of God and, us, and of Jesus our Lord. That's why I told you last Sunday, I think it was it last Sunday or I said this past Wednesday. Go check out the message I ministered this past Wednesday called the ABCs of prayer. ABCs of prayer. It's, it's really good. So I don't know if I said that, but I said grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord that as a believer, if you've not, you're not living in peace, the devil is robbing you. It's robbing from you. You should never allow anything to take that peace of God from you, no matter what is happening around. Peace should mark you as a believer. It doesn't matter what is happening, church. Don't allow the devil to steal your peace. Sleep like a baby. Amen. Sleep like a baby. Sleep. Time to sleep is for sleeping. So with that, I take authority over insomnia. In the name of Jesus, insomnia has no power over you. But do you know much of it, of what causes insomnia? I know medical, they can say some things, but do you know what causes insomnia? One of those, the major things, anxiety. People are anxious. They have so many cares. They're not giving their care upon the Lord who cares for them. So don't, don't allow that. Roll that by faith and sleep. And what, how does it come? Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus. Pursue the revelation of, of Jesus. This is eternal life. That you may know him, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom we sent. And then as his divine power has given to us all things. How many things? All things. What is all to you? All is all. To God, there's no career. It's all. All is all. Okay, career is, for, uh, for them that don't understand Spanish and all that language, it means nakadalka and so, so forth and so forth. God doesn't talk that way. To him is yea and amen. If he promises you something, he does exactly that. And then that pertain to life and godliness, that through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which has been given to us, listen to this, exceedingly great and precious promises. Wow. That through these exceeding great and precious promises, you may be a partake of the divine nature. You are not just human. If you are born again, you are not just human. You are born of God. There is a part of you. In your born again spirit, you are a child of God. You are just like God. You may be partakers of the divine nature through the promises, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. Let me recap some things that I said last week and the other weeks. Why is that so? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You need to hear 
over and over again. And sometimes you think you've heard until you hear. Again, until you hear. Again. There's a message that really impacted me. Probably I listened to it. I think it was about 43 minutes. I listened to it over 40 times or 40, maybe 50 times. Impacted me. And I listened to it over and over again. Tina and I used to listen. When you are seeing, we know exactly what the person is going to say next. And we repeat the same ones. But I'm telling you, I absorbed and absorbed that message. When message impacts you, don't listen to it once. Many believers come out of the service and say, how was it powerful? Very powerful. Did it impact you? Yes, it impacted you. Have you listened to it again? Uh, they haven't. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. When you listen to the word of God and it's impacted your message, go over and over again. You'll think you've heard until you hear and hear and you keep hearing. And actually you give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to sow those precious seeds into your heart. Every promise of God is filled with his faith. I've said that over and over again. To do exactly what it says. Every promise of God is filled with faith to do exactly what it says. Let me read some of the scriptures we read last week. In Luke 1, 3, 7. Luke 1, 37, the Amplified Classic Version says this. For with God, let's read this together, please. I want you to hear your voice saying this to us. Let's say it together. For with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So every word of God, every promise of God is filled with his faith to do exactly what it says. So what do we need to do? We need to mix it with our faith to see it come to pass in our lives. In Romans 4, 20, 21, did you read this scripture? Oh, okay. Romans 4, 20, 21, talking about Abraham, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. In other words, you can be strengthened in faith. You can be strengthened in faith. That the more you hear the word of God, the word of faith, the, the stronger you become. I am stronger in dealing with situations than years and years ago. I'm stronger. I'm not moved. It can be even, a, you know, showing like, you know, adversity, but I really am not moved. I'm stronger dealing, dealing uh, with the situation. In fact, when I'm told something before, someone says something and I can tell it's a, it's, it's, it has the power to cause anxiety, I usually say inside of me, I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. Don't, 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 you know, respond to situation this way. Tell me, what happened? What? what? You're inhaling fear. But just relax. And if the person, tell the person, relax. Relax. But you don't know what happened. Yes, but relax. Be calm. Why is that so? Be still. The word of God says so. I'm teaching you basic things that you can use in your life every day. Listen, this will, and doctors can tell you this, this will get rid of sickness and disease of your life. And then you live long and strong. Anxiety is carrying burdens. Fear is carrying burdens that you are not supposed to carry. You are not supposed to carry any fear. But listen, you rest in him. You enter into his rest. He says, so 
Abraham kept growing stronger in faith. What was he doing? Giving glory to God. And you know, if you want to release pressure and it's too much in you, just start lifting up your hands and praising him and thanking him and say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. I give praise to you, Lord, for your good and your mercy endures forever. You say it several times, your mind keeps quiet. And experiences, experiences the peace of God. Giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, what God had promised, they, that was able to perform. He not only promises, but also able to perform. Don't forget that. You know, I've said that if someone tells you like, I'm going to give you by tomorrow, I'm going to give you uh, a 50 million shillings. And you go back to your wife and you're so excited, tomorrow we are getting 50 million shillings. The next question is this, does he have it? Does he have it? You know, the wives sometimes sober as husbands, just asking them a question. But, but by the way, before we dance, does he have 50 million shillings? <laughs> before, before we dance, does he keep his word? That's important. Does he keep his word? Is he habitually keeper of his word? Or we are just rejoicing here for nothing? Hot air. <laughs> rejoicing for hot air. No. Uh, God not only does he no, not only does he promise, but he's also able to perform. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. He's able to perform. Does not, as not only promise, because every word of God is filled with his faith. So no word of God is without, uh, no word of God, like the scripture that we read, no word of God, not, not even one that is promised, is without power, impossible of fulfillment. When he speaks something, it has that power to fulfill. Remember what you looked at, uh, at uh, Numbers concerning the children of Israel. He spoke, and he told them, the land that I'm giving you. Now, they spoke contrary, the ten spies spoke contrary, but the two spies spoke in line with the word of God. In other words, they, agree, they agreed with God. Now, the faith is in your mouth and in your heart, as you've seen in Romans chapter 10, from verse 8. Therefore, your place and my place is to agree with God. And when we agree with him, his word is fulfilled in our lives. Remember, that those two ten spies received what they said. Two spies received what they said. Two ten spies says, we are not, well, we are not able to, to, to inherit the land. They died. Two spies, Joshua and Caleb say, we are well able to inherit the land. They received exactly what they said because as a principle in God's word, you'll have what you say. So then a question can be, you're not talking about faith is in your mouth and in your heart. A question is this. Do you really want everything that you say you are, you've been saying to come to pass? Do you want that? Tino's, Tino's reminded me, was, was telling me this past Sunday, that I got carried away when I was giving a story and I didn't finish the story. See, she usually, she's in children's church today. She's doing the, we have the series, we call them what? Growing Up series, so she's the one teaching today. Uh, but she told me, you got carried away. What was the point that you are making? <laughs> I said, uh, by the way, I didn't finish that story. The point was this. 
when we go to the supermarket, I push the trolley. She picks the things. And she, she's the one who chooses and, and on and on. And many times I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and, and just, just focusing on the Lord, really. And so sometimes, you know, saying that, she can ask, like, what do you think of this? I think it's fine. You know, that's conveniently. A special husband like doing that. Conveniently. I think it's fine. Because sometimes they ask you and then they bring in the other one and you choose the one you thought you chose and they pick the other one. So sometimes it doesn't make sense to us. So anyway, but the, the point was this. So this past December, we were walking, and, and I did that. So when, I, when she's done, what I do, I pay. So I was paying, really, not knowing exactly what is in there, but I paid, and paid, and we went back to the house. And then she asked me this. Honey, have you noticed something? We've bought the same things, actually, similar things that you usually buy during this season. But today, you, you spent almost double the amount. Actually, it was. I think it was, ordinarily what you bought would spend like 7,000, there are 8,000 maximum. But that, that, we are, that uh, last year, we spent about 13,000 plus. That was almost double. I said, you know, I didn't think about that. But now that you say you know, sometimes, and, and I don't know about you, this is my opinion. Sometimes you can fast be, because of a shilling difference. You know, you find like toothpaste, this one is 1990. But there is this one of 2050. Uh, but you can fast and be there and check and check and check. Which one do you like? 2050. But which one are you picking? I don't like this of 19 bob, but let me carry it because it's 25th. You can get into that and that and that. And you may say like, Pastor, it's you. I've lived in a slum. I've lived in nothing in my pocket. But it's just renewing of your mind, actually. And can I tell you something, church? Many times what is thought to be cheap is expensive. Don't ever forget that. That's why people are conned. And if someone will come in down the street and say, iPhone, iPhone, iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> iPhone, iPhone. How much? 10,000. iPhone, iPhone 12. Don't you know you're being conned? Do you understand? Where did he get it? And how are you related that he's giving you for, for 12,000, for 10,000 shillings? That's being conned. I was told of a certain young man recently, was gone, just that way. A phone of 25,000, you say, you're told that I'll sell to you at seven. And sure enough, in town, you don't know these guys. Listen, no natural man is looking for a way to make you rich. <laughs> There's one called Jesus. He paid the price. He can speak to people, but they're not looking to make you wealthy. How did I get into that? Tina is not here, thank God. But you got my point. Faith, don't forget that. Again, I say not only does he promise, but he's also able to do what? To perform. Faith is the substance of that promise you're hoping for. Faith is the substance of that promise you're hoping for. Now, because Hebrews 11 one says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
And Romans 8, 10, 8 to 10, which you looked at, it says the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which you preach. The word is near you. And then I say this, just because the promise is in the Bible, it's not going to happen until you start saying and believing it. Just because it's in the Bible, it's not going to happen to you. Don't ever forget that. You have your part. And just because it's clear, salvation is for every man, not every man is getting saved. Not every man is saved. Just because it's clear, prosperity is for every believer, not every, every believer will walk in prosperity. Listen, the promise is available, but just because it's in the Bible, it's not going to happen until you start saying and believing it. Saying and believing it is not all that you do, but it's part of it. Just like saying that, you know, uh, Planting a seed, a farmer planting a seed in the ground, is that all that they are going to do? No, it's not. But definitely, you have to plant a seed. So saying and believing it, actually you're sowing that seed in your heart. And I, let me say something here. Many times when you are confessing the word of God at the beginning of it, it's, it's not like there's creative power happening out there, but there is unbelief that is being uprooted in your heart. Because the way we have been created by God, for something to happen in our lives, we have to say it first. In fact, God does not do anything without saying it first. He says it. Hey, he could have appeared and given, uh, Jesus could have come. But you know what? He spoke to the prophets for years and years because he says before he does it. Just like you, you say something first before you do it. You will say it. You've come to this service today. It's not like you just showed it up here. You, you plan, you plan. You said it. In fact, if you're asked by someone, are you going to be in that service tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to be in Victory Faith. They start at 10 o'clock and I'll be there. I like saying in this manner, your words precede you. Your words go first. You frame the world, your world, with your words. You have what you say. I'll say it in so many ways that you... Uh, it may dawn on you. You have what you say. What you keep saying, you ultimately have it. Why is that? Faith is formed in that, in your heart. Whether the words of the devil or the words of God, you'll have what you say. Jesus says this in John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God carries life. I'll say spirit life. When you start taking the word of God and saying the word of God, actually you are releasing the power of God for you to be able to walk in that power. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. He says, the word of faith is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Change your thinking, you change your thoughts, you change your words, you change your life. That's how easy it is. You change your way, the way you think, you change your thoughts, you change your life. You start saying what God says. You agree with God. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be the other two days from now. But I'm, I'm telling you, ultimately, you will have what you say. It may not be tomorrow. That's how many believers give up. Oh, I'm going ahead of myself. But let me say some things here. You need to realize that faith pleases God, and without it, it's impossible to please him. You know Hebrews eleven six. 
Faith pleases God and without it, it's impossible to please him. So it says in Hebrews eleven six, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. To please him. For he who comes to him, to, to God, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So that's very important. It's by faith that we are born again. We need to realize that. It's how do, do I please God? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So then the word of God should be now two places in our mouth and in our hearts over and over again saying it. I believe that Bible is not, is not, was not written to be, re, uh, to be read with, with, uh, with heads. You know what I'm, I'm talking about? Just having the Bible and we're just there for hours and for hours. I believe this. The mouth is not just for eating. The mouth, not eating food, the mouth also is for eating spiritual food, the word of God. Confessing the word of God helps you in the renewing of your mind. There are other benefits also, but it helps in the renewing of your mind. Because after we have been born again, our major, actually, pursuit is to renew our minds to think the thoughts of God and speak the word of God so that we can have God results. God results, is that sound, does that sound okay? Yeah, that's what you do. The renewing of our minds. The renewing of our minds is a, such a limitation. If, uh, if the mind is, a, let me say it in this, in this other way, if we, our, minds is, uh, our, mind, our minds are not renewed, it's such a limitation to possessing the promises of God. But when you start saying the word of God, actually, you're changing the way you think. I like going to Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This means, church, if I don't renew my mind, I will not prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what do you want? You have to renew your mind. You have to renew your mind with the word of God. And when you start confessing the word of God, actually, you're changing the way you think. And another thing is this, when you keep confessing the word of God, you are hearing what you are saying. Because faith is in two places. According to Romans 10, verse 8, it's in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. What it the, the, it's in your mouth and in your heart. What is happening? When you speak the word of God, you are hearing it with your ears. What is happening? Faith is coming. I believe everyone, if they are, they are normal, they believe, they, 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 they actually uh, contend for their opinion because they believe their opinion. A normal person. You understand? When you say something, it's like, I know, that's true. Unless they're deceived. So, so again, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's by faith that you are born again. Go to Galatians 3, 26, 29. It's uh, several scriptures, but I want you to pay attention to this from the, Ampli from the Passion Translation. You have all become true children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. If you are born again, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. Those are good news. Glad tidings. You are a child of God if you are born again. And, and then he says this. Faith immersed. It was that faith. It was faith that immersed you into Jesus. Or baptized you into Jesus. It was faith. You baptize into Jesus, the anointed one, 
and now you are covered and clothed with his anointing. Can you imagine start saying those words on a daily basis going to the Bible? Saying, I'm a child of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Faith immersed me into Christ and now I'm covered and clothed with his life. Even your clothing changes. You see that? I mean, you're just saying that and it's a clothed with his anointing. I'm clothed with his anointing. I'm going today in that shopping mall. I'm going today for that interview. I'm going today for that business transaction. And I'm clothed with his anointing. It sounds good, yeah? Come on, huh? and why do you say that? You, in, you intervene and stress. In an stress side. I mean, you see, that's what you have. But what about if you start saying, oh, it was faith which came by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That immersed me, baptized me into Jesus, the anointed one. And now I'm covered. I am covered. Oh, there is insecurity around there. No, I'm covered. I am covered and I'm clothed with his anointing. Praise God. That's a winning attitude right there. Those are words of faith. And then he says this, so he says this, and we no longer see each other in our former state, Jew, no Jew, non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, because we are, we are all one through our union with Jesus Christ, so there's no distinction between us. And then go to the next one. And since, listen to another confession there, and since I have been united to Jesus the Messiah, I am now Abraham's child. And my father was wealthy. And my father was wealthy. I'm a partaker of the blessing of God because Abraham was a wealthy man. Well, that was a wicked man. <laughs> you know, in Kenya, the way we like this come from such and such a family. You know, there are families that are known. Now, there is a family which is known worldwide. And this is the family that you belong. And this is a family which is forever and ever and ever. Listen, he said, and since I've been united to Jesus, the Messiah, I am now Abraham's child and I inherit all the promises of the kingdom realm. Praise God. I'm healed. I'm strong. I'm healed. I'm strong. Abraham was such a strong man. I, th I think... Uh, Sarah died when he was about 140 or so years. And one third of 140, I'm not so sure. I've been checked it up recently. He married Keturah. And he got children with Keturah. And he gave them inheritance. Now that's a grandfather. And he died at 75. So I'm not telling you that you wait and wait. You, you, are, you, are, you are believing to live long so that your wife can die and then you marry another. That's what I'm talking about. You understand that? But I'm... I'm but I'm telling you, he grew stronger in faith and his life continued. Look at this, look at this church. Faith will strengthen even your physical body. That's Abraham. Remember the Bible says he was an old man at 99 and before, before 100 years, he, he, he got the son Isaac. But he grew, he grew stronger Again, 74, five more years. 
Let me give you another one. Caleb says this in the, in the, in the, in the book of Joshua. He says, uh, it was 40 years ago when the Lord gave us this promise. And I am as strong as I was back then to God for. Faith will strengthen even your physical body. Amen? But can I tell you something of speaking about your body? Don't confess the things some of you confess concerning your bodies. Say, I'm fat. Why do you say that? Do you want us to tell you that? <laughs> I, I, went, I went to a Christian store years, years ago. And there were two ladies, Christian store. And it was a Christian center. And there were two ladies at the gift shop. And they were, I went in and I was checking around, just checking. And then one lady, and then one lady said, oh my goodness, I like your shoes. And the lady said, oh, that's what she said. And, and I had the conversation, just bad, bad confession concerning her feet. And then I went, when I was there to pay, and I asked her, so death and life are in the power of the tongue, so you call your feet miguya kiluya in Afura. I mean, I know there are no luyas here with that kind of mentality. No Jew, no Gentile. Okay, you know, don't stone me. I mean, wow. <laughs> I tell you what they say. And listen to this. When I started saying that lady went, oh my God, oh my God. Why do I say that concerning my feet? I said, don't say that. Break that curse. Listen, you're not bound by any custom or tribe or tradition. Christ has brought you and me an inheritance. If it happens to the whole tribe, I belong to the tribe. I have been united to Jesus the Messiah. I'm now Abraham's child. Amen. I may walk around the parking after this to hear how you talk. <laughs> yeah. Remember that's establishing things the way you, spoke, you speak those words. Listen to this then. Therefore, faith is the way God expects us to live if we are going to please him. He expects us to live that way if we are going to please him. It's not a formula for acquiring things. That's such a trouble right there. It's not a formula for acquiring things. It's the way God chose for his people to live. Listen to this. It's a believer's lifestyle. It's not a formula for acquiring things. In fact, the Bible is so clear to take heed of covetousness. Because some stray from, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, some straying from the faith because of wanting to be rich. People get into trouble. It's part of our promise. It's part of the covenant. In fact, it's not a promise. It's a covenant to, to make you every believer wealthy and strong. In fact, not to make, he became poor. That you may be rich. So you better be saying that. You better be going to the scriptures and confess that. It doesn't matter what is happening in this city. I'm wealthy. So you talk about money. Did you see the vetting? Huh? None of, you, none of them say they have 10 bob. Did you notice that vetting? None of them are saying 10 bob. They say 400. And, and you know that is not accurate. 
and the usual people reduce. You understand? Hey, let, let, let me establish this. The thing of saying there's no money is a lie. Now to some, I don't know if they are here today, may not be in your pocket, but it's available. So when someone asks me and I don't have something, I tell them, it's not here now. That's the way I say it. It's not here now. No, it's not here now, but it's on its way coming. <laughs> when I was preparing for, for a wedding, I'm telling you, I had no money whatsoever. And then there's this brother, I asked him, he got married before me, I think a month before, two months. And then I asked him, tell me, uh, how did, I think three months before, he married in February, no, several months before actually. I think he married in February or May, and we got married in August. So I asked him, so tell me, brother, uh, how did you make it? I mean, you were able to get married and you had a wedding. And he told me, let me tell you something, Davis. Money always comes somehow. I said, I like that. That's what I start saying. Money cometh always, always comes somehow. So I may not have it here, but it's coming. It's not yet but it's coming. And I keep saying it, and I keep believing it. It somehow cometh all the time. Okay. So God expects that. Same scripture in Habakkuk 2.4, it says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. I was emphasizing that this is the lifestyle that God expects us to live. And Romans 1.16.17 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, remember his glad tidings, of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek, is, is the power of God to salvation. For it is the righteousness of God revealed, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You find the same thing in Galatians 3.11, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. In Hebrews 10, 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So actually, a life of faith is a life of obedience to God, because that's the way he expects us to live. The word of faith is near us. It's in our mouth and in our hearts. Over and over again. I really do encourage you. To take the scriptures and keep saying them. Keep saying them. I'm a doer of the world. I'm not a hearer only. I'm a doer of the world. I'm not a hearer only. I do the word of God. When I hear the word, I do it. I act on it. Because I'm a doer of the word. I'm not a hearer only. Deceiving myself. You keep saying. You keep saying. You go to the word of God. You keep saying. And this is what is happening. That is being formed inside of you. This is your life. A life of a believer in Christ and the Lord expects us to live this way. Just by faith. Let me read some scripture. Let's go to John chapter 21. Chapter 20. To see if there is any family of Thomas in here. Because in God, believing is seeing. Don't, don't forget that. Believing is seeing. The world says seeing is believing. For us, 
Listen to this. Let me ask you something. Why do you need to believe if you can see it? Why do you need to believe if you can see it? But because you can't see it, that's why you're supposed to believe. Because believing is seeing. Let me give you a story um, from the Bible. Not the one of our brother Francis of eight and zero. Where do you get those stories from, brother? <laughs> now, now, think about this then. And Noah was told by God to build an ark. There's no one he could have asked, what is an ark? But what did he do? He obeyed God. Now let's go there in Genesis 6 before you come to John 10. How much time do you have? Oh, praise God. Don't forget what I'm saying. Believing is what? Seeing. Look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Now, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, and how do the just live? By faith. Perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. You know, you can just say that. If you are Wairimu, you say Wairimu walks with God. If you are Shiko, Shiko walks by God. If you are Koi, Koi walked by God. <laughs> when, I, when I first came to Nairobi, coming from the coastal side, and I started hearing, you know, it's not to understand Koi. How does that Koi? So what is that? Shiko. In 1988, I was 15, Shiko, Koi. How are these names? Until I started realizing, ah, Koi Nuangoi. I mean, I thought, why do you call? Anyway. It was really, it is amazing. You come from one part of the, the world and you go to another side. And it's not even the world. From one part of the nation you've never been to, and you go to this part of the nation, and you get amazed of the culture. And the people's thinking, so different. So different. But finally, I became one of them. <laughs> if you've lived that long here, you become one of them, but from heaven. Now look at this then. So, so he says this in verse 13. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Is that so? Yep. Yeah, violence through them, and behold, I'll destroy them with the earth. What is that? God spoke. How does faith come? By hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So God spoke. Those who has created faith in Noah. Now look at this. What follows next? Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside the pitch. So he starts saying, and this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits and on and on and on. When God speaks, not just when God speaks, but words that we speak create images in us. Don't forget that. Wars create images in us. So God spoke to Noah, and what was, what was happening actually, there was an image that was being formed concerning the ark. 
Because wars that you speak, listen, a poor image of an individual, what they call inferiority complex, is also wars that they speak. When you listen to their wars, they have no confidence. But wars cause that image. I can give you right now, I can tell you, go to the parking, find a vehicle, da-da-da, this is how my vehicle looks, and on and on and on. When, before you go, when I speak those words, there is an image that is being formed inside of you. What image are you forming with the words that you're speaking constantly? When that image is right inside of you, Listen, life is spiritual. When that image is inside, right inside of you, wherever you go, you realize this. I always have favor. I always have favor. I really think that way. I expect that way. When I go to places, I always have favor. I believe it. I say it. I demand it. So was, what, what happened? When, when God speaks, his words spoken, received in the heart of a man... It causes an image in them. Remember before the fall, man was created in the image and likeness of God. But after the fall, he too partook of the nature of the devil, which is defeat, spiritual death. But when you receive spirit and life, the words of God, the words that I speak, they are spirit and life. When you receive spirit words, life words of Jesus, they create an image right there. And all of a sudden realize, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It makes a difference between one singing because it has a revelation and the other one singing. It makes all the difference. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why is that so? There's an image of victory in me. That's what confessing the word of God does. It changes your image. When the, when the world that emphasizes on our outward appearance, but listen to this, and we miss out. This an inner man. So you seen that? Are you seeing that? What is an ark? Noah didn't know an ark. Who had an ark was? But God, when those words spoken, they made, they made that there was an image that was formed in them. Listen, if you start looking at the word of God and start confessing about prosperity, what is happening, the image is being formed inside of you concerning prosperity. The image of healing. I know of a certain individual that, oh, that, that guy, something so small in his body, oh, he talks about it. He complains. So how are you, cousin? Uh, there's pain all over here. I mean, that, that's the image of sickness. Do you know if you are sick, you don't have to go tell everyone in the village? You understand that? Oh, you understand that? The more you speak, the more that image is being formed inside of you of sickness. Ah, that's not popular, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Look at verse 22. It's talking about image here. Thus Noah did, let's read verse 22 together. Thus, no, oh, it's not there, okay. Oh, you don't have your Bible? So, no, just, just, okay. But verse 22, the same, Genesis 6, let's read it together. Thus, Noah did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Faith in God means obedience. Go to 11, Hebrews 11, please, and uh, express that. 
is obedience. In God is obedience. One cannot be walking in such disobedience and they say they are walking by faith. Have you ever been convicted of your own issues by the Spirit of God? I have. I was, I was telling, I think those the ones who come for Wednesday prayer. On Tuesday morning, I was going to the office just before 8 and somewhere there in Westlands. And there was a, a motorist who came from my right side. There are two lanes. So he, he, he wanted to enter, you know, I left a gap, so he wanted to enter in, to be in front of me, and my foot went willingly to the pedal. Phew, then I moved and I closed the gap. Then inside of me, I thought, Father, forgive me for that selfishness. That was so selfish. I mean, I already left the gap, so what I could have done, I just let him drive in. But as he was trying to enter, phew, I moved and I just, just closed that, that gap. And immediately I said, Father, forgive me for that selfishness. That has been selfish. You see, a man of faith should know that and repent of it quickly. But I had another opportunity, mercy and grace of God. When we, when we, went, when we went ahead, he was trying to enter in and I, I said, thank God, let him go in. I've repented of my sins. I don't know about that. Listen, I'm telling you, even the way you drive shows the kind of a person you are. The way you answer people shows that if you're living by faith. Listen, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. The way you speak, even worse, the way you talk to people, it shows exactly if you're living by faith or not. The words as faith people should never come out of our mouths. Yeah, okay. Oh, that, 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 that gets home, brother. I mean, that just end, just rest right there. How do you speak? <laughs> of late I've seen, they send texts that um, your daughter so-and-so needs money. Uh, talk to teacher so-and-so. I say, that can be foolish. Sometimes I just, I, there's a time I respond with Romans 10, 9 and 10. You understand? Instead of calling the names that some may call. Or if I don't have anything, I'll keep quiet. This one time I saw, I think last week, last week, but one, that many, miss, several missed calls. And then finally I saw, your daughter needs money. In school, I can tell that's a con man. You understand? Even if they are, you better use glad tidings back to them. Because it's not what they are saying, it's what you're saying. Okay. Now let's go to verse 7 there. Verse 7, Hebrews eleven seven. 7. Oh, you didn't go there. Hebrews eleven seven. 7. By faith, Noah. So, so look at this. Are you seeing that it begins by by faith. So what Noah was doing, remember I was telling you about image. What Noah was doing was acting what? By faith. That is in Hebrews 11 verse 7. By faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen. What is faith? Is the substance of things not seen. Hope for the evidence. 
the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen. If you can see it, you don't need to believe. You don't need to believe it. I so I'm believing that Deacon Duncan is here. What do you, what, what's that for? He's here. You understand? You don't have to. He's already here. So if you can see it, you don't need to believe. Believe it. But you believe for the things that you don't see. And faith is a substance of those things you're hoping for that you have not yet seen. So do you know how, how right it is if you're, you sow your seed and you're believing God in finances and all that? Listen, if you don't have it and you have the substance, it's coming. It may not be here now, but I'm, I'm believing. I'm going to the word of God and I'm building up what? Substance of God's provision for my life. It's not yet, but I have it. That really set me free years ago. I'm not saying you do it. It was a revelation to me. And I was praying with Tina one evening. And we needed to give some amount in the offering that was coming up many years ago. And we didn't have that money at hand. That frustrated me. I'd really been asking the Lord for that money. And as I was worshiping, we were just worshiping and getting ready on, on a Saturday evening, I remember. And the, Lord say, and, and the Lord said this, pledge. I said, pledge? Is it not going into a debt? Now that was by revelation. I said, no, it's not. And listen to what he showed me. In the Garden of Eden, when, when Adam sinned, God pledged. He talked about her seed shall trample, shall crush the head of the serpent. What was that? A pledge. It was to, uh, until about 2,000 years ago that manifested. But listen to this. A pledge he knew was going to be fulfilled. Do you know after over the years what I've done? If, if it's not here and I really know inside of me I'm supposed to sow, I pledge by faith. Because I know God supplies seed to the soul and bread for the fish. I know that. It became part of me. And sometimes it looks like, oh my goodness. Sometimes like, oh God, thank you Lord, it's happening. It can take a little bit of some time. But listen to this. When you pledge with that faith in your heart, it's as good as already done. Because God does not live in the realm of time. Let me give you a scripture for that. The Lamb of God was slain before when? The foundation of the world. Hey, hey, listen to man or woman of faith. Don't, don't let time ever limit you. You are an eternal being. Don't let time. Faith does not live in the realm of time. Faith is a spiritual force. The world does not live in the realm of time. The world is eternal. So don't let time limit you in anything you do. Faith overrides time. Oh, that's good. That's good right there. Don't let time limit you. Oh, time is going. Which time? 
I remember before I got married, I got married at 30. Uh, late bloomer. I got married at 30. So I remember being asked, you know, you, you, you meet with the um, uncles and all that, say, uh, uh, time is going where? You know, that's a direct translation. Time is going, you're not married. Where? Where is time going? And then I liked asking this question. And I asked that, which time is that? Because I'm in God's time. You see, because where is it written, I have to get married by 1920? But time is going. Which time? Now, if you got married at 19, praise God. That was your time, my time. I got born again at 23, but at 30, the Lord tell, told me, before I turned 30, at 27, told me, it's time to start for you to start praying for your wife. So he knew the time. Okay. I thought I was going to liberate you on the way you're... Mm. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something about a faith person. You don't let what's happening in people's life put pressure on you. You don't shut yourself for counsel. I'm not saying that. In the multitude of counselors, the safety, safety, but it matters who you hear or you give your ear to. But you always say in that place, how do you know that you're operating in the faith of God? Peace that surpasses all understanding shall keep your mind and your heart in Christ Jesus. May not look like anything is moving in your life, but peace that surpasses all understanding shall keep your mind in Christ, in Christ Jesus. Sure. Time is well spent. So I'll be winding up shortly. So are you, are you there? Are you seeing that in Hebrews 7? So he was what? Divinely warned of things not as seen, and he was moved with godly fear, prepared an act for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world, and became, pay attention to these words, heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Does it take you back to Romans 10? Yes, he became an heir of the righteousness which is of faith. It is said this way, it is said, it is known historically, it took 120 years to build that ark, to be ready before it rained. Now, 25 years, Brother Francis, that's shorter. 120 years. The only, the righteous man, I was reading a book, I can't say, that says the Lord, but I was reading a book, I bought a book some, some years ago about the dead scrolls and all that, and it says, actually, um, what's the Lord? I think it's Shem, uh, went around, Shem or Methuselah, went around with Noah preaching to people about what God was going to do because he was still alive. And I think it was Methuselah or Shem, I'm not so sure. But the, that same, did I say what, Methuselah? The same year that he died is the same year that the floods came. But the Bible talks about Noah, he was a preacher of righteousness. Can you imagine the whole generation that refused God, but he went around telling them, it's going to rain. It had never rained. So don't find, you know, it's hot today, but let me tell you something, church. I've got good news for you. It's going to rain. Yeah. Someone will say, but it hasn't. It's going to. <laughs> it's going to rain. Praise God. It will be green all over because it's going to rain because of the mercy and the grace of God. It's going to rain. Amen. 
Now look at this. For all 120 years. He preached. Listen to this. If you're in that generation and you are looking, you're saying, until I believe, I see it, I won't believe. You will be believing while you are entering into the waters. Are you seeing the problem there? But Noah was divinely one of, of things not yet seen. How did he do it? By faith. So listen to this. Don't wait to see for you to believe. Start saying what you believe. Because believing is seeing. Go now to John 20 quickly. Did I finish what I wanted to say? Yes, thank you, Lord. I really wanted to emphasize this. In faith, don't ever forget this, patience. Faith and patience. Through faith and patience, Hebrews 6.12 says, in faith and patience they obtained the promise, or they inherited the promise. So faith and patience. Many people are impatient. They confess two times and they say, I've made the confession. That's enough. I have it. No, not yet. Keep saying it. Keep believing it. What is happening? Image is being changed inside of you. Look at, look at Brother Thomas here in verse 24. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb while, he, while it was... Come on. Did you go back to verse, verse 20? I said verse 20. 24, sorry. Verse 24. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Now, Thomas called the twin one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. That's after his resurrection. That the disciples therefore say to him, we have seen the Lord. Did they need to believe? They already saw him. So he said to them, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. That was a choice. I'm not going to believe that. That's a choice. But a believer takes the word of God and says, I'm going to believe that. Now look at this. So he says, I'll not believe until I do that. After eight days, his disciples were again inside. Then, and Thomas with them, Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving but believing. Can I have just that scripture, please, in the King James Version? But it says, listen this. If it requires sense, sense knowledge or for you to feel it, it doesn't require faith. Faith is when you can't see it, yet you believe. How is that? Faith is a substance. What is it? The word of God has caused that substance in you, has caused that image in you, and when you say it, you know it's done. It's done. Listen, the King James Version says this. Reach hither thy hand, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hand, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not what? Be not faithless, but believing. And go to the next one. The next verse. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord, my God. And then he says, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Let's read that one together. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Don't ever forget that. Seeing, uh, believing is seeing. What, is, what, does, what does the word of God do? 
it brings in that the ability to believe. And inside of you, you can see something right in your heart and you know it's done. I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. Healthier, stronger, that's exactly what the word of God has made available for you and I. So don't forget that. Hebrews 6.12 quickly. That you do not become sluggish. But imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Don't ever forget that. Faith and patience. Faith and patience. Many believers give up so quickly. They make a few confessions of the promise for some few days and conclude that it's not working for them. And they say it's not working for them. And they'll have what they say. It will not work for them. But it requires what? Faith and patience. Confessing the word of God produces faith for what he has, he has promised. So faith and patience. Be patient. Be patient. I remember when I came here, the year 2000, the Lord, I think the Lord spoke to me in the year 2001 or 2002. It should be 2001. I used to ask and sometimes to be at the book on tape table. But he told me that I was going to be a pastor here. Can you imagine that? I didn't go to the head ash. Tell don't give me any responsibility. The Lord has already spoken to me. I'm going to be a pastor in this church. Praise the Lord again. <laughs> what does he require? Patience. I never went to Pastor Wade and Pastor Carl said, Pastors, just to let you know, the Lord spoke to me. I'm going to be a pastor in this church. Praise the Lord again. When you hear that, praise the Lord again, you should know that where it's coming from. Just, no, I never did that. He kept telling me, and, and things were happening and challenging things, but I kept believing. I say, you say like, is that important for you to be pastor? Yeah, it's important because that was God's will for me. It's important. And I, I just kept thanking God for it until I had one day Pastor Wade saying this, uh, telling me, start telling me about it, and Pastor Carl started telling me about it. I thought, yeah, I've known that over the years. The, the one faith, I'm talking about faith and patience. The one that was really tempting to me was when I knew I was going to get married to Tina. That is tempting. You know, for you to, to tell the girl something. You understand that? And I remember the Lord telling me this. If you do your way, you'll fail. So having known December 2000, I was going to get married to her. January, February, a friend called Henry. I told Henry. Man, I'm going to get married to that lady. I said, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to. You see, you see. March. You know, you're coming to the same church. You keep looking at her. And, 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 and she's, she's there. And you know in your heart, that's the one you get to marry. And the Lord showed me how to be confessing the world. It was changing my image. It was changing my image. We are not friends. We are not friends at all. So don't sing to me a song like, how can you be lovers if you cannot be friends? No, faith. <laughs> faith. 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 I can tell where you came from. <laughs> I've been thinking you were born again from your mother's womb, but I can tell where you came from. Are you listening to Luther Vandross? What it seems like. 
<laughs> but I, I, just, I just kept doing that. I kept saying that. Came, came March, came April, came May. I'm telling you, I was tempted. You know, I was to say something. Even high, high. No. Came May, came June, July, August. That's 2001. September 23rd, after the service, after service like this, we had such a wonderful service. I went back to my, to my room in Dandora, and that afternoon he gave me a dream, and he told me this. It's time for you to tell you what I've been telling you for the last 10 months. I said, oh, Father, thank you. Now how? The next, <laughs> that was the next question. How is it going to happen? God worked it out in a way that we're able to meet. He walked it. I'm telling you, he did it. In fact, in fact you've heard me say this. She said that I met with her in a Tomboya Street, a Tomboya Luthuli Street Junction restaurant. Huh. She didn't know that a thousand shillings to take her for dinner came by faith. I told Henry, my brother, do you know what the Lord spoke to me that I'm supposed to meet with Tina and share with her? Just we start this process of getting married. And Lena, I mean, uh, Henry told me this. Oh, Davis, if he's told you, I'm going to sow a thousand shillings. I knew that was God. <laughs> that was God. I knew that. And sure enough, we met on 18th October, 2001. And then she said, no. After two weeks, she told, after, I, was, I was expecting for her to tell me, yes, praise God. Don't you know, I've known it for a long time. She told me, and you know, she's quiet. You prepare and prepare and prepare. You speak 30 words and she hasn't answered even one. You go another 30 words and she's just looking at you. She has not answered one. I'm telling you, it was a labor of faith. <laughs> Finally, to say yes, it took a long time. And then two weeks, two weeks after that, I asked her, so tell me, what, uh, what, are, what is the answer concerning what I asked you? She told me, forget about it. I said, good Lord Jesus, our God, Lord Jesus. Uh, she told me that I went back to the house, to the house, to the room where I stayed. I remember lying down and laughing myself to tears. I said, and I have it written down until today. She, I, I told her, you will know that I'm called by God and he spoke to me. That was 2001, I went during Christmas, I'm thinking, God, praise God, you are helping me. Talk to that lady. Then a friend of mine asked me, so tell me, if the Lord, if Tina never accepts to get married to you, will he tell you to marry another person? I said, I don't serve such a God who kept changing his mind. Doesn't he know something? I don't want that God. Then come 2002, the whole of it. Can you imagine? That's faith and patience. I already told her. And when I got to tell her, that's the time she made sure she was not close to me. She avoided me. I used to carry a Bible of Pastor Wade. You know, I used to serve Pastor Wade. He's an associate. So I'm carrying his Bible. And uh, as Tina used to serve at counseling, counseling and I chose in counseling and later on hospitality. But I'm thinking, Pastor Wade, you're talking for a long time. Tina is running away. And Tina, sure enough, she'll, <laughs> she'll just go. And I, I, kept, I kept believing. I kept believing it was going to come to pass. Faith and patience until 12th December. That was my true Jamuri day. 12th December 2002, she told me yes. Just about three o'clock. 
Do you see that, that long time? Now for testimonies, people taking over 20 years. 25 years, that promise. 120 years, no. Do you know what God wants? He's more concerned with you be conformed to the image of his son than what you think you need. Character formation, faith and patience. You inherit the promise. Character formation, that's big, church. That's big. That's big, your formation. You've been conformed to the image of his son that you are not moved by anything but faith in God is in you. Amen. Did you receive something out of all this? Please stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You've heard all these weeks speaking about faith. That's just the beginning. There is too much that we can talk about faith. Say the word is near me. The word of faith is near me. It's in my mouth. And it's in my heart. I live by what I believe will happen. Not by what we can, I can see. For I live by believing. And not by seeing. For I live by faith. Not by what I see with my eyes. I live by what I believe will happen. Not by what I can see. I live by believing. And not by seeing. I live by faith. Not by what I see with my eyes. Believing is seeing the promises of God. Being fulfilled in my life. Praise God. Can I have the team over here? That's what it is. You say, you say it, you believe it, you act on it, you keep doing it. Listen to this. When it's full in your mouth and in your heart, you'll act on it. I like saying this. I've said it several times. With your mouth, when you start confessing the word of God, you're feeding your spirit. In the time of crisis, your spirit will feed your mouth because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So don't forget that over and over again. Let me say this. I've been, I demand testimonies. I've won out of those people I laid hands on this past Sunday. But I demand some more. I activated my faith. I demand some more. Listen to this, this one I got on, a, on Monday. Sometimes, and this has happened, pastoring is so interesting. Sometimes after a long time, someone feels, years later, say, do you remember, pastor, what? When you prayed such and such, yeah, this is what happened. Why didn't you say all this? Sir? Supernatural things are happening here. Supernatural things are happening here. Listen to this one. Good morning, Pastor Davis. Uh, that was um, on Monday. Hope and your family are well. I want to testify of the goodness of the Lord this morning. I've been having pain on my gum, on the upper right jaw. It had, it had been swollen for some time. Yesterday after responding to the altar call, I received my healing. 
when we were leaving the church compound around 5 p.m., I realized that the pain and swelling were completely gone. I give him all the glory, praise, and thanks. He's a good, good father. Yeah. Praise God. Now I want to hear your testimony. I put a faith demand. Dental issues, you got healed and delivered from that. You just, you really have to use your faith all the time. Not by what you feel, but what you believe the word of God will do. Father, just lift up your hands. I thank you for your people. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for this word of faith. It's working. Their faith is increasing. They are growing stronger in faith. Thank you, Lord, that greater is he that is in them that he that is in the world. And I thank you, Father, for the word of faith. Strongholds of the enemy destroyed by the power of the word of faith. Healing, every kind of healing through the power of your spirit in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for prosperity. You were made, you became poor that through your poverty we may become rich. Thank you, Father. I bless your people. They are wealthy. They are rich. They are the head and not the tail. They are above only and not beneath. They are blessed and they are going out. They are blessed and they are going, going in. They are blessed and they are going out. They are healed from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Their faith is growing exceedingly great. And I bless your people in the name of Jesus. Amen.